This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Welcome to the show, Thursday, August 10th, here on 680 CJOB, Jets at noon. Lots to get to on the show today. We're going to talk best defenseman in the National Hockey League. I compiled a, another list, of course, going to get your thoughts on that, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Hey, 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 Winnipeg Blue Bomber game day, uh, Bombers in Edmonton against the hapless Elks, 0-8 Elks. Talk about that before the show's over as well. We'll talk a little. Uh, Tom Wilson got a got a text message from uh, one of our many listeners uh, yesterday. Wanted to get our thoughts on the Tom Wilson contract, so we'll we'll make sure we have a a couple minutes to spend on that. But as we did yesterday, uh, we're going to start with a little up and down when we look at the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we talked about um, uh, yesterday. We. We had a discussion about uh, Josh Morrissey. Is he going to go up or down in points? Um, we look at uh, uh, we, we we took a look at uh, some other players as well, and so we'll we'll, we'll go back to that. And uh, Gabe Gabe Velarde was another player we looked at yesterday um, uh, as well. And we'll we'll see we'll, where are they going to go? Are they going to go up in points? Or are they going to go down in points? Jim Toth, of course, uh, co-host of the program. Jim, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me today on the show, on the program. I yes. appreciate it. Yes, no, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's funny you said like the game in Edmonton, um, which we're going to discuss a little bit today and, yeah. and throughout my show as well uh, after this. But if if you were Phil Mickelson, if you were a betting man, <laughs> um, the line would the line would be on the Elks, right? Like yeah. you would look at that spread and go, well, I got to bet on the Elks. It's if, only a 12 point. It's a 12 point. somehow they could pull this out, a guy could make a couple shackles. Yeah. If you had 220 grand to throw around, put it on the Elks because you're not going to make money on the Bombers. No, no, there's nothing to make. You know, we've been listening to the promos about this all week and we'll get it up and down. So yeah. we'll talk about this later. But I mean, this is the old like, what if, eh? Well, that's that's the thing about the about the Bombers and the Elks here. The most interesting team this year is the Edmonton Elks. Oh yeah, they are by far the most interesting team in the league. Usually, and not the team, in a good way. No, not in a good way. But that's usually how it works in pro sports. The team that is doing the absolute worst is usually the most interesting. We'll get to this, um, uh, and we'll continue on this conversation as the show gets on. Text the show 204-780-6868. Well, we're gonna play a little bit of up, and we're gonna play a little bit of down. <laughs> This was the, that was the up sound effect. Oh, I'm so glad. And uh, and then whenever Jim says anything, this is the sound. Uh, I do that. Oh, no. Because he hates, I hate home, that, he hates sound. that sound effect. So, so dumb. Uh, he's a big home improvement Did you fan. watch Home Improvement? Uh, periodically. You would have been in there, right? That's your, your, when you were a kid, you're like, ah, oh, it's the greatest show ever. Like me with the Brady Bunch going, oh, this is the best ever. And then you become an adult and go, that's the most ridiculous <laughs> situation sucked. I've ever seen. Anyways, we'll play a little bit up or down. Uh, we will start with, uh, we'll get to, uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll start on the blue line first. We'll go to Dylan Sandberg. Up or down, Jim? Where is he? In terms of points next season, is he going up 
Or is he going down? And this is strictly points, right? Well, I, I like Dylan Sandberg's point shot. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty hard, and I think it's pretty direct. Uh, he had eight points in 63 games. To me, this is like on the prices, right? They're like, in a new car, does it start with a one or does it yeah. start with a nine? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's a Nissan Sentra, so I'm going <laughs> to go with the one. I think uh, Dylan Sandberg is going up. I do yeah. think he'll have more than eight points uh, next year. Um what can he score uh, with more ice time? I think he's in his uh, s- second full season as a Jet, uh, sophomore season, I'll call it. I-, I think he can get 15 to 20 points. Mm-hmm. Not saying he will get 20 points, but I-, I definitely think he'll score more than eight. I think 15 is a is a, is a good spot to go. Uh, in terms of points and where we're kind of judging things, I think he's going to go uh, – certainly he's going to go up. I think you're going to see more uh, – more uh, ice time. He's definitely going to get some more ice time. I also think his usage is going to go up uh, as well. I think he's going to start to, I don't know if he's going to be going up against the other team's best, um, but I certainly think he's going to start making his trajectory up there. So in terms of where he's going, I think this season compared to last or this upcoming season compared to the last one, I think in terms of play and who Dylan Sandberg becomes as a defenseman, I think that's going to go way up. Uh, but I, I think in terms of points total, I think I think I I'm with you on there. I think 15, 16, 17. I think from eight points this last year, I I, I think would be um, uh, a real good spot to grow. Uh, he did get four points in ten games uh, at the World Championships, uh, but so I mean, if you put that over the case of an of an entire uh, NHL season, I mean he I mean that's somewhere close to uh, you know. Uh, He's going to be picking up twenty or twenty one, twenty two, or something like that. I, I wouldn't put him that high. I don't. I don't think that twenty is too high of a ceiling. I think it's possible, but I just don't think. I don't think it's going to. It's going to connect there. So well, and the real thing is, is the two goals. I think that goes up. I think he's yeah. going to have. You know, with that shot, um, he's not going to get a lot of power play time. I don't think, and I don't think he's going to. But I, I think that he can get. You know, the two goals, I think he'll surpass that by five or seven or something like that. So okay, second here. Let's go to Adam Lowry. Is he going up? Or is he going down? And if you want me to stop that sound effect, text the show 204 6868 If you want him to stop that sound effect, text the show, and the more people say to stop it, he's going to play it more. That Yeah, that's usually how it works. Um, um, 36 points in 82 games last year. Yeah. And I and you and many of my former colleagues have discussed this for season after season. I think Adam Lowry has a 40-point season in him yeah. somewhere. I, I think that, you know, coming off his last year in the Western Hockey League when he had 45 goals, 43 assists, 88 points in 72 games, was the MVP of the Western Hockey League that year. I'm not saying he's going to ever become a 60-point or 50-point getter, but I think he's got 40 points in him. He had 13 goals and 23 assists last year. He's 30 years old now. What does Rick Bonus say? Go to the net. I think they're going to have a system that does even more of that. I'm going to say he goes up, but not by a lot, but 36 points in 82 games, if fully healthy in 82 in. I think Adam Lowry has four more points in him. I think he gets 40 points. Yeah, his goals expected were actually lower, which is not something that's 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 rare for Adam Lowry. He's, he's pretty much consistently either hit that line or, or been a lot underneath it. But um, and And I think he's going up, and... Not because I think he can be more offensive. I, I believe that he can. Uh, but his best defensive year was last year uh, in terms of in terms of a shutdown role and, yeah. and what he brought to the team. Um, and his best defensive year turned into his best offensive year at the exact same time. So 
Um, I, I think you're still going to see him get defensive zone starts against the other team's best. That's not going to stop. But why I think he's going to go up the most is um, he's going to probably be playing with some more offensive line mates. I, I don't think he's going to be locked in with uh, Mason Appleton um, and and Morgan Barron. Perhaps to start the season, they'll be playing together. But I think there's going to be, I, I think the Jets, and we were talking about this, Jim, I think there's going to be a more uh, refreshed and more balanced attack for the Winnipeg Jets this upcoming season. So I, I don't think he's going to be getting... I don't think he's going to be getting 45 points. I certainly don't think he's going to be hitting 50, but I think if you can tack on 15 goals, maybe 25, 26 assists to get to 40, 41 points, I, I think that's around where he's going to be. I love what you said about both scenarios. Uh, I said this about Kyle Connor defense will lead to more offense. Yeah. And I think the same for um, Adam Lowry. And then I agree with you. There is a, there is a chance the way this lineup breaks down that Nito Niederreiter might be on that third line. And, and that's no disrespect to, to Mason Appleton, but if it shakes out that way, that it's Morgan Barron, Adam Lowry, and Nito Niederreiter, mm-hmm. I think that there are some games where that line contributes. And then Mason Appleton, I think, would be... I think Mason Appleton's a decent third-line player. If he's on the fourth line, I think he's even better. Um, so I do think that... Uh, I'll say Adam Lowry finally gets his 40-point season that I've been saying since he came out of junior. Okay, uh, next up, Kyle Connor. Uh, is he going up in goals? Is he going down? I mean, let's let's do the sound effect again. The people are demanding it. Dil- people want Dylan's it. texting saying, "Please do it." Les is texting. He's saying, "Please do it." Is he? Is Kyle Connor? Is he going up, or is he going down? Give the people what they want. I mean, last year, um, you know, only thirty-one goals, only forty-nine assists, eighty points in eighty-two games, nearly a point per game player again. Um, turning 27 in December, where's Kyle Connor headed? He's heading up. Yeah. And I think um, the other thing I've been saying for um, a long time now, for years, I think Kyle Connor, even when Patrick Liney was here, was going to be the first 50-goal scorer in Jets 2.0 history. Mm-hmm. I still think he will be. Now, there's some firepower that's left here in Pierre-Luc Dubois, but Mark Shifley is still here as of now. Um, and I think defense leads to offense. 47 goals, 46 points, 93 points. A season, oh, uh, not last season, the season before. Uh, 80 points in 82 games, 31 goals, 49 assists. I think that Kyle Connor is a perennial above a point a game player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think last year he was snake bitten a lot. I, th- I know he hit a lot of posts and yep. I know he couldn't hit the net, which is really uncharacteristic of him over the past six seasons to not even get the shot on net. I think he goes up in goals, and I think he goes up in points. He'll score more than 31 goals, and he will score more than 80 points. I think uh, I think he's going to go up in goals, and I think he's going to go down in assists. Um, he's getting he got more offensive zone starts this this last season. Uh, it didn't add up to more goals. He actually had a career low shooting percentage, Jim. Uh, he missed the net, just as you just said, missed the net, and he had more shots blocked than ever before. What that is to me is a symptom of him just being keyed on. He scored 47 goals the year before. Uh, he's pulling more defense towards him, and uh, that caused him to miss the net and just not giving him as much space. But the good news here is when he had his best chances, he scored at at career at just as his career levels. Now, so if you you give him this, you gave him the CD. Only scored thirty one goals last year compared to forty seven the year prior, a sixteen goal drop. But when he was given those grade A chances, he buried them at the exact same rate as the year before. 
So what that tells me is he's just getting keyed on, a little bit snake bitten, maybe a little bit unlucky, uh, but but the goals are going to come. Now, why I think he's going to get a fewer assists this year, and he's not going to get to forty nine, um, is because I, I when you look at at Mark when Mark Shifley. Uh, potentially leaves midway through the season, whatever happens, he signs a two-year deal or what, whatever's going to happen here, we, we don't know. Um, he's going to be shooting the puck more than ever, and he's going to be getting a lot of times fed, and I think he's going to score more. He might hit 50 goals. I, I That I would not be surprised by, but I, I think um, Mark Shifley potentially uh, moving on, I think he's going to make him to be more of a trigger man, and his primary assists or secondary assists are going to drop. That's, so that's what will really at. help him in my mind also is – if the third line can contribute. If, yeah. Like I thought a lot of teams keyed on him. And and when you had a stacked top six like that, like when they went into Dallas last yeah. year in Colorado, I saw two people following Kyle Connor and they were kind of like if Mark Shifley or if Blake Wheeler or if Nick Ehlers wants to beat us, it just, he became the focal point of, good, of other for, teams. For good reason. Because for good he had 47 reason, yeah. goals and 93 yeah. points. Will that change? No, I think he's still going to be the focus of defense, but the spread out lineup and the style they play defensively, I think will lead to more opportunity. He has uh, Cam live, and I know there's probably players that have had, but I've never seen hands like his in tight, as quick and as deadly as his, and his speed. Better defense will get the puck back, and with his speed, I think he'll get even more opportunities than last year, although he'll be the focus of other teams. Let's take a break as well. I also believe that another year under his belt, knowing what's going to be happening, how the defense is going to come right. after him, it's going to be nothing but benefit for him. So I think he's going to be he's, – well, he's, he's going to score more. He's going to score more this next uh, this next year. Hey, We're uh, three ups. That's three in a row Three ups. Up. Well, well I'm – we we'll have to pull in some downs next uh, downs tomorrow. Hands in the air, <laughs> we are uh, up. Well, you gotta, we gotta take a break here. You got a great guest coming up on your show at two o'clock. Well, I'll tell you who that is when we come back after the twelve twenty-five sports. But we'll still talk best defenseman as the show goes on and uh, bombers, elks, lots to get to. Don't go anywhere. Chats at noon on six eighty CJOB. Thanks so much, Skylar Peters. Uh, Thanks, Hollywood. Did you get any Taylor Swift tickets? No. Oh, man. Save my money. Save my money. You're going to get dragged there, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, and... You're you, gonna, you, you say save your money, but now you're going to have to spend more to yeah. get there. No, she's already gone, so... Like, if it was the... Oh, doesn't it, she want to go again? Doesn't Whoa. she want to go again with you, though? Wouldn't that be uh, yeah. a, nice, I mean, that's wouldn't that be a special memory? <laughs> I saw her on my own, but I want to see her with you. She said uh, if like, we both got in, which didn't ha- neither of us got the tickets, um, that uh, we would both have to buy them, and then I, I guess I would resell mine just to make a buck. And I'm like, this is just late-stage capitalism at its finest. Like, Sounds like gotta, some this is, this late-stage is capitalism is beautiful. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> just trust me. You got to get sunshine. You, gotta get and you farts. two there. Just do it. You got to make it work. You got to make it happen. I'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah. I guess it's like you want to go for dinner, Skyler. It's not like you want to. It's like, can you take me for dinner? Let's go for dinner. Oh, I have no problem going this is to like dinner. One of those things. So there's a big di- if if my first trip to the renovated Rogers fight Center for Skyler. She for- sure as hell fighting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Skyler. You're welcome, boys. All right, good luck. 204-780-6868. I just always wanted to say that line. Just good luck. Godspeed. That was, that was excellent delivery. Fight for Jerry. She said, I'll fight for you. <laughs> 
204-780-6868, uh, We will get into best defensemen, but first, let's talk a little bit of Tom Wilson. But before we even get into that, Jim, you got a great guest coming up at two. Kelly McCrimmon, general manager of the Stanley Cup winning Vegas Golden Knights, is going to join me at 2 o'clock today. I uh, had a quick chat with him last week, um, enjoying the summer, enjoying the celebrations, and uh, going to come on and just talk about it, what it was like to take it back to Brandon, his his family, what it means to him, and of course, uh, what next year looks like for the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, looking forward to a conversation 2 o'clock with uh, Kelly McCrimmon. Exciting stuff. Make sure you are dialed into 680 CJOB. Uh, at two. Uh, this texture yesterday said, what do you guys think of the Tom Wilson contract? How would this, how would his contract uh, be with the Winnipeg Jets? Isn't Adam Lowry a Tom Wilson sort of player? Uh, they can both put a points and both good fighters. So the Washington Capitals uh, over this past weekend made a long-term commitment to Tom Wilson, inking the big win, uh, winger to a seven-year, $45.5 million extension. It's going to end in 2031. Uh, after this season, it's going to be 6.1 mil. He's 29 years old right now. Uh, so you can imagine he's going to be in his late thirties at that point, obviously a great deal for him, clearly a guy they want to keep in house. And, and the way I look at this gym is, um, there's, they're eventually going to look to move on from the Alex Ovechkin era and they need somebody to sort of bridge the gap in between what is going to be certainly without any shadow of a doubt, a very, very painful and tough time uh, for the Washington Capitals as they try to rebuild what essentially is going to be from scratch. Yeah, so this is a little bit too much money, in my opinion, for Tom Wilson. Without and a doubt, too I, much. I know he's considered dirty, and I know he has taken some suspensions. There's been some things I don't think he should have been suspended for, and there's some things that I think he should have been suspended longer for. But that being said, this is a guy that had 22 points in 33 games and 13 goals last year. The year prior to that, he had 52 points and 24 goals in 78 games. Mm-hmm. Um, he can do more than just you know drop the mitts and and be an agitator. He's 29 years old. Is this going to age well? I don't think so. But I agree with you, Cam. I, I think there's a lot of money on this table because this roster is going to go through some things. We just saw the Eric Carlson trade in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's got a little bit more left, uh, but they are at the end of it over the next two to three years, um, and more so than the Washington Capitals. I I think this is going to be a a slow um, sort of grind for the Washington Capitals, but he's a fan favorite. He's a guy that that helps sell tickets. His brand of hockey will help sell tickets. And so um, $6.5 million over that time is interesting, but... You know, Backstrom's 35, Ovechkin's 36, yeah. Kuznetsov is 31, TJ Oshie is 36. This is a deal that's going to keep a familiar name around the time over the next four, five, six years. And those years, not the next three, but the yeah. next four, five, six years, when these stars obviously just leave the team by and retire. 20, by 2029, 2020, 2028, 2029, 2020, uh, 2030, and 2031, this contract is going to be and horrendous for the team. But it make I actually think it makes sense. But honestly, great deal for like man you if you're tom wilson you can't sign this thing quickly enough faster well yeah to me it's alex Kalorn, right like he's won a cup does he want to go to free agency no and i don't think another team would pay him 6.5 no chance i think he could get five in free agency i think he's a valuable player at four to five um and and this is no disrespect to him because there are some players in the league i just don't like because they're dirty 
I don't dislike Tom Wilson. I, mm-hmm. I like everything he brings to the table. I, as I've said, I think he's done some things that should have got longer suspension. Yeah. I wasn't happy with, but I like him as a player. I think he's a good guy overall, and and so this is good. Alex he's Korn a guy that you hate way. on. Like, the, you hate on a like he's a guy you hate on the other team, but if he was on your team, you like him. It's yeah, the same, so. I, this is funny. Bill says Wilson for Shife. Bill, that's funny because they both make $6 million. I'm taking Mark Shifley at $6 million every day of the week. Boy, and that's, that's why I think that easy. Wilson's making, you know, too much. But, I mean, guys, it, it's a good story to me. A guy can cash in like this. I don't think he's looking at a Stanley Cup final ever again because of where the team is at and yeah. where they're going to be in three years. But, like, I referenced Alex Kalorin, $6 million in Anaheim. There's a guy who's got two rings. For a guy who's been very loyal, probably kept taking some pay cuts to keep winning mm-hmm. in Tampa – I'd have no problem with a team like Anaheim bringing in a veteran. He gets his money and he can wrap up his career. Tom Wilson at the end of this contract will have made 76 to $78 million in the national hockey league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy Texas show 204-780-6868. A local connection. Tom Wilson married to Taylor Pischke, Garth Pischke's daughter, longtime uh, volleyball coach here. In, uh, great. Garth Pischke's yeah. a great guy. Um, and Taylor's just a phenomenal individual too. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest people families you'll ever meet and i think they did get married here in winnipeg a couple of years ago so yeah so anyways that thanks so much for that text message 204-780-6868 best so the point is garth if you're listening maybe tom fills out the cabin this summer (laughs) (laughs) maybe 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 when you're at the cottage maybe he picks up the taxes on the property tom maybe you stop at the grocery store on the way out this (laughs) summer and we can't wait to see you guys (laughs) None of those round steaks, too. I mean, we're talking T-bones. <laughs> none, of those, none of those TV dinners <laughs> for the cottage. Let's let's get some T-bones and celebrate, Tom. <laughs> uh, 204-780-6868. 204 Do we bet- have time for Garsh Pisky's Wilt Chamberlain story? We don't. Another day. Another day. Played an all-star volleyball game with Will Chamberlain. It's another day. If you ever know Garth Pischke, ask him about it. 204-780-6868. A best defenseman in the National Hockey League. Wow. Uh, do you want to do it like we did yesterday? I, I got a list. I got 36 guys yeah. on this list. 36? I got 36. Well, so I, to I, me, I, I there's put a into, tier of 7 to 8. There's a, I got three. I put three tiers in of, of those of those numbers. So, and I'll just start that. To me, there's a tier of seven to eight. Yeah. That, albeit different styles and and different production, I would take number one overall when it came to my time. Yeah. And after that, I think there's about twenty that are very very good, but I I wouldn't take them above the seven or eight. So I, I got it broken down okay. into eight is in the tier one, which we might be very similar there. I got tier two. I got twelve. And then uh, the remainder, I mean, again, my math is terrible. I'm not even going to try to do it. I think it's 16 is the rest, and I have that in the Tier 3. If I'm probably my math's probably wrong because I like to do this uh, on air, and, uh, yeah, my math's terrible. But uh, uh, Tier 1, we'll start from Tier 1 again. We'll, we'll start here at Tier 1. I want to see if you have the same list as me. Uh, number 1, Kale McCarr. Number 2, and this guy I have grown, I take it in the same draft year as uh, Kale McCarr, Miro Haskinen. Uh, then I have Roman Yossi, Adam Fox, uh, Josh Morrissey, Quinn Hughes, uh, Eric Carlson, Rasmus Dahlin. That's who I have as my tier one. Yeah. Who do you think should be in there? Who's missing? 
Well, I, I started this way. Who's number one? Is it Kel McCarr? Kel McCarr. And then Miro Haskinen, and then number three, Roman Yossi. Miro Haskinen is number two. Eh? I got him at number two, yeah. What about Victor Hedman? I got him in tier. I got him in tier two, and I understand tier two. He's not even in the top. I got him tier two. Yeah, I got him tier two. Yeah, I, I just think that those guys are just. I think Rasmus Dahlin is coming up. I think Adam Fox and and Kel McCarr and Miro Haskin and are the three are are up there. I I I I think Roman Yossi just does so many things so yes, effectively. I, I'm all about Roman um, he does so many things so well. Quinn Hughes is if he listen if he was on a team that was half decent. Uh, he would be in the conversation, I think, in 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 the top three. Eric Carlson puts up points, but I'm I'm there's there's give and take with Eric Carlson that everybody is 100 percent aware of, um, and so I, I I still think he's good enough. Of course, 100 points, you got to put him in the tier one category there, but I, I, don't, I don't think know I, I wouldn't him take in the tier I, one. I wouldn't take him over Josh Morrissey or Rasmus Dahlin or, or anyone else on that list. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. So you have Josh Morrissey in the first tier. I have him in tier one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So I don't know in the order, but I, I do have, I do. So the difference for me is I do have Kale McCarr number one. Yeah. I do have Victor Hedman in the top tier. Okay. And um, Morrissey's at the end of the tier, but he's in there, mm-hmm. the tier one. Heiskanen is two, but he's not as high as you. Roman Yossi for me is is number two. Um, I really like Alex Petrangelo, and I thought that came to the forefront. Yeah, um, but he's, he's in, high tier two for me. I'd put he's in number one for me as well. Adam Fox is there. Um, Roman Yossi, I said. Uh, so the, the ones that I, I wonder about that are sort of like Adam Fox for sure. Miro Heiskanen is in my top tier two. I just don't have him number two. Yeah. So that's my tier. I mean, um, those are the names that, like I said, it didn't matter if I was picking fourth and these are the four guys left. I would take any one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so again, Kale McCarr, the best defenseman in the national hockey league. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, I, I, I think Vic, it, it goes down for Eric there. Carlson, even with the 101 point season, I do not have him in the tier one. I have him is in he, tier two. Yeah, he I, is I, a, yeah. he is, and I'm sorry, but he is a horrific defenseman. Mm-hmm. He's never been good along the boards. He's not physical enough. There's not a lot of puck battles. I see him win. He is an outstanding offensive defenseman. But last year, the 101 points, when I was watching the last 30 games of the year, there was a game in Edmonton. He had the first two goals of the game. He bails in his own zone the minute the puck comes to a shark. That's not a defenseman. Yeah. That's not a, you know, and so they I, have I nothing. agree with, I don't I agree know with everything were, you're saying, but 100 points, I, 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 it has I don't to, know if they were coaching that way, but I mean like his D partner would get the puck and he was beating forwards out of the zone. Yeah. And then getting the puck in on a pass and doing something with it, but that's not a defenseman's job. So it's hard for me to sort of say he's a tier one defenseman because I do think the names we're mentioning are very good defensemen as well as providing the offense. So I just have Eric Carlson in tier two. Uh, Dom Texas show. He says, uh, Hedman still the best, super cool on the ice. Dylan Texas show 204 780 Hedman isn't even the best defenseman on Tampa anymore. Sergachev has surpassed him. Tier two. No, he is has fitting. not. Sergachev has not passed not yet. Victor Hedman. Ro- not even close. Dylan says Roman Yossi is amazing. And Mike says uh, Jakob Slavin. Yeah, definitely tier two. I have him in my tier two. And uh, uh, in definitely tier one. Tier two here. Okay, I'll give you my tier two, um, Jim. And- so, yeah, and sorry about that, but Sergachev has taken a large step forward. 
He will be the replacement for Hedman, but he's nowhere near what Vector Hedman can do at both ends of the ice right now. Tier no, t- I shouldn't say he's near, but he's not he's there. Not, he's not there yet. No, no, I still have, I have Mikhail. I'll give you a little. Okay, so in my tier two, Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev, and these are in no particular order. Uh, Brent Burns, Vince Dunn, uh, Braden McNabb, I have to put in there because his def- the th- blocking shots, uh, he's cool with the puck. He doesn't turn it over. I, I, I think Braden McNabb is a fantastic defenseman. Uh, Chris Letang, Alex Petrangelo, Hampus Lindholm, who I actually think Hampus Lindholm is a little overrated. Uh, uh, Dougie Hamilton, Brandon Montour, Devon Taves, um, and then Jared Spurgeon. Um, they make up there. Jakob Slavin as well, as I mentioned. But Jared Spurgeon, that's my tier two. Yeah, I like all those names yeah. for sure. Um, the one I want to bring up is Evan Bouchard in, in Edmonton. He's taken over on the number one power play. He's on an ELC, and I know he's going to pile up the points working that power play, Yeah, but defensively, he's real good. Can I tell you why I put him in Tier 3 and not Tier 2? Okay. Because he's a member of the Edmonton Oilers, and I hate them. That's fair. Yeah. So, That's, so, I mean, so, if you're in a court of law <laughs> and you go, why isn't that represented? It's because I hate him. The I'm, judge goes, That's fair. Because I understand. Because that. I'm horrendously biased. That's why I haven't been tier three. But there's no, I, you know how many stats I looked at and Your tried Honor, to like. Before I begin this, I'm from Winnipeg. Yeah. It makes sense. You and know, I hate them. You know, so, do you know and, how many, okay. <laughs> you know how many times, Council, how many stats I saw of him near the top, and I'm like, yeah, but you know, there's still other issues I see with his game. Is, he is a, and the reason I like his development is, um, he's always had offensive at every level yeah. except for the NHL, but he, his defensive game was real solid before the offense started coming. Uh, he, he is definitely a fantastic. I have him in tier two. I think from he going should. into this year, I think he's going to skyrocket. <laughs> he, up. He, you, he should be in tier two. You're absolutely right about that but i put him in tier three because i'm a spiteful b your uh, honor if i could we're dealing with hatred here (laughs) hatred for the oilers is the only reason my client can't get into tier two so i mean there was i mean this is a this is a cut and dry first degree murder charge here how do you plea there was hatred there your honor look look i know it's murder but he plays for the Jets, so let's give him probation. That's Cam's. Yeah, exactly. Role. Yeah, real quick. You're here. like caveman lawyer on we'll, SNL. We'll, we'll do. We'll do <laughs> real quick. We're almost out of time American here. Ways. We're almost out of time here. Tier three: Aaron Ekblad, uh, Darnell Nurse, uh, John Marino, Evan Bouchard, uh, Thomas Shabbat, Rasmus uh, Anderson, uh, Drew Doughty, Charlie McAvoy, uh, Justin Falk, Marit Sider, Colton Perenko, Noah Dobson, Alec Martinez. Uh, Mackenzie Weger and Jonas Brodeen. That's my list. That's the wrapping up the list. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, okay. the, once you get to tier three, I mean, it's all who had good seasons as yeah. opposed to who didn't. That's who's, ex- like, how do you judge it? Like, exactly right. Exactly that, that right. That tier three, I think, could change completely. Next year, it'll be totally different. You, yeah. you might see some people rise up, some, might people, some but rise look, down. The, but the point to this is, is when we went, well, at least when I was looking at this, is that there is a lot more really good defensemen than I think the league gets yeah. credit for. There was a time where the top five defensemen were, the, the distance between tier one and tier two was massive. Mm-hmm. Not massive, but bigger. Yeah. And now I think it's it's closing. I think there's there's seven to eight top tier, no doubt, bona fide number one stud demon. And then I think tier two isn't far behind, and tier two is deep. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Hey, bombers, elks. Tonight, eight o'clock here on six eighty CJB pregame at six. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on six eighty CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Winnipeg Blue Bombers game day here on 680 CJOB. 
pregame at six. If you're a kickoff at eight. If you like to dabble in the gambling, like Phil Mickelson, as I said, would you put down on the Elks tonight? No chance. No chance. Run money whatsoever. away. You might as well just give your money. If you're going to bet on the Elks, give your money to me. What's the spread? 12? 12, yeah. Which is not crazy. So here's how you make money. Can they beat the spread? Can they win by more than 12? They won by more than 14 at home. Yeah, no, they can win by more than 12. Trey Ford's getting the call tonight. Mm, we'll see what happens. I mean, the Elks are making Trey some Ford, changes. Trey Ford, Hurts, does he, like, get them their first win? If Trey Ford wins this game tonight, he is the mayor of Edmonton. Why are you saying that? Well, because they're not going to. I'm trying to sell it here. <laughs> Uh, you know what, what, I, what do you think happens? They put up 50 last week at home against BC. Edmonton's I, Edmonton. What do you think happens? I think, the, I think the Bombers come out a little slow after a big victory against BC, but by the fourth quarter, I think they got the game in the bag. 20, That's what I think 27-21 is what you're telling me? I think by the end of the first, uh, you know, halfway through the second quarter, I think it'll be probably tied, if not very close to. And then by the third quarter, the Bombers are going to start rolling, and then the fourth. You know how Edmonton game. hangs around in games? Yeah, but they can't finish. I don't think that happens tonight. No. I think the Bombers, it's not going to be 50 to 14. I think it's going to be like 38 to 24, 21. I, I, I think the locker room starting to unravel. I think the trust in what they're doing is starting to completely fall apart. They might win a game or two down the stretch here, but I don't think it's going to be tonight. I just don't think it's even going to be like the last game. I, I think they found their rhythm, and I think they come out. I don't think they pound and embarrass Edmonton, but I think they win by 15. Yeah, I, I just I, I think when you bring Kenny Lawler into this offense, I, I think – what kind of game uh, do you think he's so going to have I, going back to Edmonton? He's putting a two hundo, two <laughs> two C notes down. You missed it, but when Zach Claris was on after his first game, I said, "Man, Lawler's a slow starter, eh?" And he chuckled, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you know." And then he got two hundred yards the next game. I can't imagine what tonight Lawler's going to do. Jim Toe, take you until three. Kelly McCrimmon's going to be joining him, general manager of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champion, at two o'clock. Don't miss that interview. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forte, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'm back. See you tomorrow. See you. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.